0: Would you open your Bibles today to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 30 to get started. We've been learning together that God is the restorer. Everybody say, God is the restorer. We've learned that how he restores the relaxed to our lives. We've learned that God restores us to full health. But now we're looking at God restores our fortunes. And we said that was a much bigger subject. We learned that God restores our fortunes like streams in the Negev. It's just a boom. Everybody say, a suddenly. suddenly. That when restoration flows, it just, it just flows. And then all of a sudden, everything in our life begins to blossom and bloom. Just like these dried out desert areas of the Negev. When the rains hit, when the streams begin to flow, all of the desert blossoms. In the same way as God begins to restore the fortunes to our families, it's going to be a suddenly. But we said as God begins to restore those fortunes, and he does so double. Everybody say double. That he asks some things from us. We learned that he asks us to pray for people who kicked us when we were down. That he asks us to rebuild relationships with people, family and friends that, you know, forgive us, just walked away from us in our hard times. And now that everything is wonderful and prosperous again, they come back around and they want to be nice to us. And he teaches us to rebuild relationships with those people. But then we also learn that he calls us to a place of repentance. That in hard times, we don't want to be listening to sweet, sweet preaching that doesn't ever challenge us. We need to be listening to the type of sermons that challenge us for change. Everybody say repentance. Because in that repentance, we will find restoration. Now, I want to go on from there. It's going to take me a couple of weeks to get through this. I want to talk to you about the the procession or the parade or the entourage of the return of fortunes. Now, restore to full health, that comes by itself. Restoring the relaxed condition to us, that comes by itself. But when God restores fortunes, there's an entourage of things that happen at the same time. Everybody say, a parade of restoration. And it's not just a restoration of family finances and things. There's a variety of things that begin to happen in a season of restoration. First of all, I want us to look at the heart of God. In Deuteronomy 30, verse 3, Then the Lord your God will restore your fortunes and have mercy on you. And have what? And have what? Jeremiah 33, verse 26, for I will restore their fortunes and will have mercy on them. Now, the restoration of fortunes flows from the mercy of God. What does it flow from? It does not come transported on judgment. It does not come transported on meritocracy. It comes transported on the mercy of God. Now, I belabor this point, brothers and sisters, because many of us, please forgive me, but let's be honest with ourselves, many of us, we've seen a lot of devastation to our financial lives and to our fortunes, not just because of the difficulty of COVID-19, but because of our bad decisions. Everybody say, bad decisions. Maybe not even sin, but maybe sin has been involved in it. And you realize that a lot of this chaos in your life and a lot of these loss of finances in your life and a lot of the debts that you have now run up, these things are partly your fault. Everybody say, my responsibility. Now, I don't say that to condemn or to put anybody down, but I say that to give you hope. Because I want you to understand, God doesn't restore our fortunes because we deserve it. God restores our fortunes because he's a God of mercy. He's a God of what? So yes, accept responsibility. Yes, repent. We just taught about that last week. But but don't think that because, you know, you're partly responsible for the problems that God's not going to help you. God says, I will have mercy. Everybody shout mercy. So when fortunes are restored, there's a flow of mercy. Secondly, there's a flow of compassion. Jeremiah 30, verse 18. Now this one's fun. Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will restore the fortunes of the tents of Jacob and have compassion on his dwellings. Compassion on his what? The city shall be rebuilt on its mound and the palace shall stand where it used to be. Now, now I want you to notice. God said, I'm going to have compassion on the places where you live. The city that you lived in. Your dwelling place, the home that you lived in. Now, we always think of compassion. Compassion flows for something that's living. You have compassion on a dog. You have compassion on a cat. You have compassion on a human being. We always think of compassion flows for something that is living. But God, God's not like anybody you've ever met. When God looks at those church buildings in Albay, he has compassion. He has what? What? He has compassion on dwelling places. When when God looks at those homes that were covered by lahar that came down from the Mayan volcano, God looks at those homes and wants to have compassion on those dwelling places. When God looks at those homes that were just flattened by, by this typhoon, God wants to have compassion on those homes. Everybody say, on my house. Now some of you, straight up, your house is looking pretty bad right now. It's been a year since you've had any money to fix it up. It's been a year since you've been able to have the cash to do repair work on it. The roof, bottom shower. Places of your house that you can stand in and take your, you take your morning shower if it's raining outside. Now, we've all been through those days in our lives. But I want you to understand something. God doesn't just have compassion on you. God has compassion on your house. Did you hear what I just said? God looks upon your house, and God wants to fix it up. God wants to have comp- Everybody say, have compassion on my dwelling place. Oh, I don't dare get going on this too far. I won't get very far. Now, what are some of the actions of God that comes along with the restoration of our fortunes? Well, during restoration, God does a regathering. God does a What? Deuteronomy 30, verse 3, Then the Lord your God will restore your fortunes and have mercy on you, and he will gather you again from all the peoples where the Lord your God has scattered you. Jeremiah 29, verse 14, I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations. Zephaniah 20, verse 30, At that time I will bring you in, at the time when I gather you together, I will make you renowned and praised among all the peoples of the earth when I restore your fortunes before your eyes, says the Lord. We know that sin scatters. What does sin do? When you begin to see people breaking off from the people they belong to, that's an effect of sin. Sin scatters. What does sin do? God doesn't scatter people. Sin scatters people. But God said, when I begin to restore fortunes, I gather you back to where you belong. Now one of the primary things parents I want you to look at is some of you you've had children that are angels and sometimes we've had children that are more like fallen angels and they've broken your heart and they've gotten into drugs, they've gotten into all kinds of sin, they've gotten into all kinds of horrible things you haven't seen them in years. I want you to understand that as God begins to restore fortunes to your family He also brings the children back where they belong. Did you hear what I just said? So parents, have some hope. All the parents shout, have some hope. Have some hope that God will begin to bring the family back together again. Have some hope that God will begin to bring the relatives back together again. God brings people who have scattered because of their sin. And as God begins to restore the fortunes, God gathers them back together again. Everybody say, regathering. The second thing is rebuilding. Jeremiah 33, verse 11. And I will restore the fortunes of Judah and the fortunes of Israel and rebuild them as they were at first. Now, you've got to get a hold of this. This rebuilding of your fortunes, rebuilding of your business, rebuilding of, of the things that God has given you. This rebuilding of the stewardship of the things that God has entrusted to you. You are not alone in this. God is your partner in rebuilding. Everybody say, God is my partner. I probably learned this the strongest many years ago in Tondo. I was down visiting a family and a fire had gone through that area. And they had a canteen. Now, it wasn't a big fancy thing, but they earned a good living for the family in this canteen, especially back in the 80s, you know, Basically, everybody ate at the neighborhood canteens, and that was the best food in town. And to be honest, some of those canteens in Tondo are still the best food in town. Shh, don't tell anybody. I did not get the ba eating in hotels. I got the ba in Tondo. Now, I went by and I was visiting the family, and I said, What happened? And they told me about the fire. And they said, Would you like to see it? And I said, Yes. So we went over, and it, I'm not talking about it was a little burnt. I mean, it was burnt to the ground. And even their pots and pans were just blackened and charred and melted. And, you know, even just looking at it, I remember that Nana had big tears coming down her face. So we prayed for God to restore twofold. Well, stupid me, young man that I was, I went on and forgot about it. I was back through visiting that area about a year later. And as I was walking down the street, Pastor, Pastor, I was visiting another family. Pastor, Pastor, they had built a new canteen. And when I saw the canteen, it was beautiful. They actually had a few tables inside now. And they had their tables, you know, they had their little stools set up outside. They had all these beautiful pots and pans. They had several burners. They had a real refrigerator. And I looked at it, and it was a really nice, especially in those days, it was a really nice canteen. I said, Weren't you just burned out last year? Pastor, we started to rebuild. And pastor, I don't know how to explain it because I really don't know to this day where we got all the money. Pastor, I sat down and tried to figure out where all the money came from, but I can't figure it out. But pastor, look at what we have. She said, God, par- God is our partner. Everybody said, God is my partner. Now, you've got to understand this. The rebuilding process that some of you... Now, again, some of you, this has not been a difficult... Well, it's been an inconvenient year, but not a hard year. But for some of you, this has been a, a year of devastation. You have to understand, you're not alone in this. God is going to partner in the rebuilding. Now, let me give you one more. Zephaniah 3, verse 20. At that time when I bring you in, at the time when I gather together... I will make you renowned and praised among all the peoples of the earth when I restore your fortunes before your eyes, declares the Lord. Now some of you, this has been the most embarrassing year of your life. You have not been able to pay your bills. And you are an honest person. And you have always paid your bills. You were raised to pay your bills. And this year... This has been hard, but please, I understand. I remember back in the 80s when we were building this building. God, everything that could go wrong went wrong. I remember when we ordered these chairs that we're sitting in right now, and the first turbo chiller, we have a new turbo chiller now, but the first turbo chiller. We ordered the chairs out of China and the turbo chiller out of Malaysia. And in those days, the contracts had to all be in US dollars because of the economic crisis. And like a week or two after we signed the papers, the peso went from like 24 to 1 to like 48 to 1. I said, grabe, God. I sat down in my office and cried. And I said, God, this isn't fair. They can't find you. They can only find me. And God, we had this all laid out. We knew how to pay for it. We knew how to do it. And we can't pay our bills again. It was so, it was It was humiliating. Those years were the most humiliating years of my life. But I learned something. I learned that God will not leave you in shame. God will restore your reputation. God will restore your dignity. Look at what he said here. Let me read it to you again. I will make you renowned and praised among all the peoples of the earth. Did you hear that? God's going to restore your name. Everybody say, God will restore my name. When he restores fortunes, he doesn't just restore the financial part of those fortunes. He restores the dignity. He takes away the shame. He restores the dignity and honor of your name. Now, some of you, this has been, again, now for some of you, this this is almost meaningless. But for some of you, my goodness, you have never been so ashamed in your whole life. You can't pay your mortgage payment. You can't pay your car payment. You you can't pay the tuition for the kids. This has been the most devastating, humiliating year of your life. But I want you to understand, there's hope. When God restores your fortunes, God will restore the praise and honor to your name. Are we still here? Somebody shout for joy. That was about as much joy as... Somebody shout for joy. Now you got to understand, I'm used to the cars on Saturday morning and they look, somebody shout for joy. <laughs> look at the person next to you and say, God's going to restore. All right, that's my offering thought today. Would you put your tithe in the red envelopes, please? Put your seed in the blue envelopes. And again, anything that you want to go to help, put church, put roofs back on church buildings in Albay, Either write I'll Buy on a blue envelope or just check off Benevolence on the blue envelope and the amount you're putting in. All right? When you're ready here at Main, South, East, North, Bulacan, Papanga, come, bring your tithe and seed.